Experience the power of 5G with T-Mobile. With faster 5G speeds nationwide, you can upload your favorite videos super fast or game on the go. Plus, T-Mobile has more 5G bars in more places, so you can stay connected to what matters most from almost anywhere. Switch to T-Mobile today, the leader in 5G. T-Mobile has America's largest 5G network, fastest based on median overall combined 5G speeds according to analysis by Ookla of Speed Test Intelligence Data 5G speeds for Q4 2021. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. You know the old saying, selling like hotcakes? What does that even mean? What is a hotcake anyway? They should change it to selling like Hondas, because right now Hondas are selling faster than ever. Probably because they're so rugged, long-lasting, and fuel-efficient. And if you want one, you should get to your local Honda dealer right away. Check out the eight-passenger pilot, or maybe the adventurous Passport. But you gotta do it fast, because Hondas are selling like, well, Hondas. New models are arriving right now. Don't wait. See your local Honda dealer today. Do you like the great outdoors? Are you or are you looking to be a master bow hunter, king of the hill in archery? You're in the right place. Welcome to Bow Hunter Planet. It's the Bow Hunter Planet podcast with your host, Team BHP. Welcome to Bow Hunter Planet's podcast. My name is Kevin Conlon. I'm here with Bob McGee and Tim Mazara. And uh, we're talking to Robert King from Monster Camos. How you doing there, Robert? Doing great. How you doing today? Doing good. Uh, so we we kind of got your website up here, and uh, and actually we uh, went out and picked up one of your shirts so we could check out your product. Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got into the uh, camo business and and uh, what's going on? Yeah. Well, it actually started. Uh uh, quite a few years ago, um, actually started way back in uh, the early 90s when I kind of got a little interested in a, a new technology called, uh, uh, you know, digital art. And so my first start kind of came on, you know, we, we all take Photoshop for granted now, but I was back on good old Photoshop 1.0, nice. back on floppy disk. <laughs> had, a great, had a great interest in uh, designing and creating things back then, and that's what started the company called King's Outdoor World in 1996, which was a company where we created some calendars, some wildlife calendars, uh, but they were all with recreations. So we would take, you know, world record heads, uh, world class heads, state records, and I would recreate them back into live form in a photographic form. And uh, so that was where I kind of got the start in the business and the industry. Um, <clears throat> like I said, that's we've been doing that for. I think this year we're on our 22nd year for doing the calendars. Um, and around 2000, uh, 1999-2000 is when we kind of when I decided to get into the clothing camel market. Uh, I could see that there wasn't some, you know, a lot of good Western or, uh, you know, camel patterns that kind of dealt with kind of where we like to hunt. And so that's kind of what started it. Uh, created a pattern called Desert Shadow. And from there, created several other patterns over the next uh, several years. Um, we, we basically created patterns that would cover uh, all demographics, of not just the United States, but the world. So we created, uh, you know, like a snow shadow, created field, you know, mountain, um, you know, just different types of things that we could, uh, you know, use for different uh, demographics. So got into that. Uh, we, we made products that would 
kind of fit uh, most price ranges. You know, we were we were selling to you know places like Cabela's and um, you know Shields and just different companies like that. Uh, but uh, we you know we had to really hit a price point, and that was really kind of key. And so that's kind of what started doing um, you know kind of what got me interested more in the monster camel side. So. As far as the background and all that goes, that's really where that came from. I've uh, been in the clothing side, like I said, probably since the late 90s. And uh, about oh, five, six years ago, um, when I had sold off the rest of the uh, the King's Camel business, is when I started developing what we know today as Monster Camel. Uh, so the, the calendars are now under uh, the line. It's you know, they're actually called Monster Calendars now. Um, but their Monster Camel line is something that was conceived mainly from being in the industry for a long time and, and more or less conceived by all the things that I didn't want to do as far as that I found out that I, I didn't like from where I had been or from where I could see the industry going. So we created something that was uh, that had to be um, kind of new and fresh. I could see that the industry was really getting stagnant. Um, you know, there was, there's a lot of companies out there right now, a lot of camel companies. Uh, everybody kind of claims the same thing. Um, most, it seems, kind of follows kind of a path. You know, you kind of see a lot of, uh, whether it's digital patterns, you know, military, uh, a lot of that kind of stuff kind of pops up. And, and so you, you, there's a lot of confusion, I think, sometimes in the marketplace when, when everybody kind of, you know, jumps into the industry and, and takes a lot of the same claims. And so from a consumer standpoint, it makes it a little confusing. Um, so we, we knew that we had to be different. Um, and we and I also didn't really want to come out with, you know, a, a half a dozen patterns, especially right at the very beginning, you know, because that, when I did that in the past, it, it's great, but it was also a, uh, an inventory nightmare. Uh, it's, it's a real challenge to to have all that product in that many different patterns when you're producing it yourself. Yeah, and so sense. I wanted to simplify things um, and try to make something a little bit more uh, universal. So I spent uh, probably about two and a half years on the creation of the pattern, uh, you know, and testing it all over and making sure that the colorations were just right. Um, and then we got into, you know, the trims and make it, you know, made it really unique so it would stand out. So, you know, without, keep, you know, continually you know, kind of going on with it. That's kind of the basis of where Monster Camel kind of got its start and, and where we're at. So you can you can probably uh, take it from there, probably. Hey guys, Dave Thomas here at BonerPlan.com Studios in Detroit, Michigan. Uh, we have a lot of great stuff going on and uh, our podcast right now is so exciting and we're so happy to tell you about it. We're hoping that you guys are tuning in and listening. We have some really great uh, guests on, some awesome stories, great tips of hunting and um, especially in industry stuff, what's going on in the industry and different things um, that you can learn right now about different gear and what's best and what's going on. Awesome stories and a lot of tips and uh, tactics that you can use. Uh, the BonerPlant.com team is excited to bring you the new podcast. Also check out our ambassador program. It's a great program if you want to get involved in the industry um, and see what it's like from the inside out. Uh, we offer that. Check out our Facebook, our Instagram, our Twitter. We have some of the best photography in the industry being shown on some of those platforms, as well as videos. Check out our network shows, including Southern Vane. Uh, a lot of great things coming up this year from Boner Planet. We're excited that you're here and listening with us and being a part of this. We absolutely appreciate it. 
Growing the sport of archery is one of the most important things we can all do. We need to come together to make that happen. Not just me, not just the other people in the industry, but you as a consumer have to help us to grow this great sport of heritage that we love called archery. So hey, make sure you go to bowhunterplant.com, subscribe to our mailing list so you can stay and, and keep part of what we're doing and what's going on. And we really appreciate your support and thank you for joining the hunt with bowhunterplant.com. Back to the show, the Bowhunter Planet podcast with your host, Team BHP, online at bowhunterplanet.com. Very cool. Give us a, you know, give, walk us through your lineup of clothing here. I mean, you have jackets, pants, um, you know, we're looking looking a little bit at your store here and all that stuff, but, but walk us through the, the lineup that you have in regards to product and pattern and uh, kind of the technology behind this too, because you guys have some uh, pretty cool stuff going on. And, and by the way, like the, the quality on this stuff is absolutely amazing. So congratulations on that. I mean, it's, it's yeah. great stuff. Well, I appreciate it. Yeah, appreciate it. That was, you know, one of the, uh, probably one of the single most things that we wanted to concentrate on was, you know, the quality, but it was it was the attention to the fit and finish, you know, kind of the details, things that get forgotten. One of the things when you're manufacturing clothing and you're having to hit certain prices is, it, you know, a lot of the accessories or or components are are cheapened down quite a bit. They're almost like watered down because you have, you know, things like a, a zipper, for example, uh, you know, a very high-quality zipper, a YKK, which is kind of the you know the benchmark in zippers, is a lot more expensive than you know just a you know an off-brand zipper. Uh, but the majority of zippers on the market are going to be off-brand because you know sometimes that can save a lot of money you know in one particular garment. So the attention to detail was very key, and we didn't want to scrape on that kind of stuff. So when you when you get one of our products, you hold it, you touch it, you, you know you immediately can tell. That it's you know top quality. You know that we didn't cut any corners anywhere. That's exactly. Um, that, by the way, that's created, exactly. We we were uh, we have a we have a sample in our um, in our studio here. That's the exact point that I would mm -hmm. make. Is that you know you pick it up, and uh, it's it's not just like your everyday. I mean the the quality on this stuff from the stitching. Um, you know to to the thickness even of the fabric. Yeah, it's you can just tell it's quality, quality and it's going to last. So. What's that? I said you can just tell it's quality and it's going to last. Yeah, yeah, and that's and that was part of it. You know, there's you know a lot of times you know you know people will buy something and you get kind of the ground shrinkage problem. You mm -hmm. know, it's kind of like you know killing a big buck or something. You walk up and you know it kind of shrinks on you. You know, when you walk up compared to when you were looking at it before you shot it. And and the product that we created, we wanted the, you know the opposite effect. And and that's kind of the thing that we hear from people. They you know their first reaction is, hey, it's it's a lot better than it, it looks in pictures, or it's better than I was thinking, and and so we, you know, we wanted to make sure that that was, uh, you know, that it impressed people once they first got and put their hands on. It. You know that, you know, that is basically where the future of any company really is. Uh, you know, as far as, uh, you know, it's, it's the word of mouth. It's what people say about your product. Uh, so you know, that's that was very very important. Obviously, you know, the, the lineup that we have. You know, we obviously had to create kind of the basis of, of of what is the most needed. You know, kind of at the time, and and we designed everything and created everything uh, to be you know into a layering system. And the reason we did it this way is because you know hunters today, you know, there's not 
sure there's a lot of people that sit and you know in one place for a long period of time and you know which is there's nothing wrong with that depending on what type of animal you're hunting that's that's exactly what you know that hunting technique is um but as we all know when the fall comes or the early winter comes you know the temperatures are extreme you know you can be you know freezing cold in the morning and burning up you know come afternoon and so what we try to accomplish is making sure that you could layer uh, effectively without all the weight um, so that you can, you know, take things on, put things uh, you know, on or take things off, uh, you know, according to the temperature or according to the weather without having to just bring, you know, bring a great big heavy, you know, parka or, or big heavy rain gear or something like that. Yeah. That's, and that, but that's so, exactly how I try to do it. But I think the, the problem that I uh-huh. run into is you, you and, and you've solved the problem, by the way, is that you, you have to mismatch from time to time while you layer because yep. you can find you know you can find a really good vest or you can find a really good long long shirt but trying to find one that matches and not only match but that just that 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 is made to go together um i mean great i mean yeah. that's a great idea yeah yeah and that's you know and that was other you know one of the other reasons why i you know we did not come out with several patterns is because we found even you know, when when we had all these other patterns before, what we were finding is people that were sending in pictures and photographs or whatever, it was really hard to find somebody in a complete outfit, top to bottom, in one pattern. You know, we started getting a lot of yep. checkerboard effect. And, uh, and and that's, you know, that's common. You know, very, you know it, it's very common in a lot of people's, you know, kind of closet of hunting gear. But what we're trying to do is, is try to change that because people now are, are very... You know, they're very in tune with how they look or how they, uh, you know, how their clothing matches and how it works together. Um, you know, and, and sure, there's always going to be that, uh, you know, that guy that's that's willing to just take whatever, the, you know, the department store has. Doesn't care the color, the type, uh, because he's just looking, you know, to cover a, you know, take care of a purpose for a weekend. Um, but, but we're trying to create things that, uh, you know, people will, you know, basically they're not afraid to wear it outside of the hunting arena. You know, if it's something that looks good all year round, um, you know, they can uh, they can take it out on the street, do whatever they want that way. Um, but but just how things are created in in the aspect of, of hunting from early season to late season is how and why we we are doing and have done what we've done so far. Uh, and that's why you see the variety of different jackets and pants and shirts. Uh, and yet we have a lot more products coming out. You know, this is just kind of phase one. You know, we have a lot of things coming out. So. Uh, you know, hopefully we'll be able to uh, to hit and tag what what everybody's looking for. Great. So, what is next? What what is coming down the line from you guys? Uh, you know, this year we we concentrated a lot on uh, the accessories uh, because you know one of the things that that you know kind of drives me crazy is if I'm wearing you know my own stuff, for example, and yet I've got to wear somebody else's gloves or I've got to wear somebody else's you know you know, gators or something like that. So what we've, what we've tried to do is this year that's coming in is all of our accessorizing things. We, ha- we have a new, one of the first things coming is a, a bino harness system, um, and it's actually one that we have worked on for several years. Uh, we've got probably, oh, two to three years of, of hunting season, you know, testing involved into it with, you know, lots and lots of modifications. Um, and uh, we've got, so that'll be coming probably here in the next few weeks. That'll be released. Um, we've got, uh, you know, gators that are being produced right now, um, really top-end gators. Um, we have uh, gloves. We have beanies. Um, you know, so we have, a, you know, kind of a, you know, a lot of accessories that are coming. But, but as far as bigger products that are coming next, we have, 
uh, some more shirts coming. We have uh, a, a bigger, a bigger and heavier pant that's coming out. Um, we have uh, uh, rainwear uh, that we've been working on, and 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 rainwear is probably one of the products we have been working on the longest. And the reason is 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 because rainwear is kind of one of those make or break products. You know, you can, you know, you again, you can stop and you say, God, I hate to spend this on rainwear. It may not even rain. But you get out there, and, and we all know that when it does start raining, or you know, you're hunting in a, you know, maybe a once in a lifetime hunt, you know, that rain can destroy your whole trip, you know, just that quick. Um, but the number one, you know, some of the some of the problems that we were um, hearing that we were trying to to resolve is that a lot of the rain gear was not holding up. Uh, you know, things were getting torn and ripped and shredded, uh, and because you know we're you know everyone's trying to make them so light, you know, so they can pack them in their pocket, you know, very easily. Uh, that's fine, but there's just, there's no meat to it. You know, there's just nothing that's going to hold up. So we we're trying to create uh, you know a product that can withstand you know everything from Alaska to to Georgia and everything in between, um, from the the craziest bushes to the, you know to the open lands. Um, but then then the membrane. There's a big you know big push right now on membranes. You know, there's there's so many uh, crazy numbers being thrown out from a lot of these newer companies um, that that are. They're almost laughable from what they're doing because uh, there, there's a lot of different ways how you rate membranes, and and what we do is is you know we we've gone through every membrane you know when we started doing this over the years we've brought in several membranes and several tests. I mean when we test them we're probably I mean we've we've probably had 40 different jackets we've gone through you know for our rainwear to test, and you know and if we get any kind of leakage bam that thing's gone you know if we get any kind of a problem that thing's gone. And so we've dialed it right down. We we basically got it down to the the final nitty gritty of what we're doing. And so now we're just on the final edges of of our rainwear. Uh, so when that is released, that's going to be some top you know top of line stuff there. Um, I'm looking forward to that. That's awesome. So uh, tell me, one of the things I, I was interested in you talking about a little bit is this uh, scent text and blood text technology. What's what's mm-hmm. what's that all about? Um, our Syntex is a uh, it's a silver base, but it's a nano uh, base silver. And so, uh, how it's constructed is it doesn't have you know like silver particles like some other products that use silver because we all know that silver is one of the greatest uh, antimicrobial fighters there you know that there is. This is a product made by Dow, and uh, it is something that it, it, it goes on to the uh, the surface during our production line of fabric making. So basically when our fabric is being printed, when our fabric is being constructed, that's when this is applied to our fabrics. And what it does is it basically sits there until, you know, uh, a germ or a, you know, some, you know, bad bacteria comes, you know, you know, comes into to view of it and it actually reaches out and zaps it basically and it, and it fights and it tears it apart. And, and the, the thing is that it doesn't wash away. I mean, it, it still holds. It only loses maybe a half a percent after, like, 50 washes. Okay? So, I mean, it's, it's a really resilient. It, it's not something that, you know, there's, there's the, you know, the charcoal, you know, kind of stuff that's been around for a long time, but you've got to recharge it. You've got to dry it. You've got to do all sorts of stuff, a lot of you know, high maintenance. Um, so this stuff is, is absolutely, you know, fantastic, and we've applied it in virtually all of our products. Um, it doesn't. It doesn't change the the feel of our clothing. Of you know of of, of the fabric. The hand is what they would call it. Um, by any way, um, it doesn't discolor it. Doesn't do any of those things. So there's a lot of side effects that most you know uh, scent technologies have in this. Uh, uh, and and with the Sentex, we've eliminated you know virtually all of that. 
Um, so we're very proud and very you know pleased with our Centex tech, you know technology that we have in there. Um, our our blood text is probably um, one that is getting probably the most attention because it, it flat out works. It, you know it's an amazing product. Um, this is something that we spent two years looking for. You know finding the right you know agent that we could apply that again would not harm or ruin or do anything to our to our fabrics of any kind. Um, you know, there's a lot of products out there that, you know, they're a quick spray on and, and hey, it does this, but after a couple of washes, it's gone. Uh, blood text does not do that. Um, you can literally, we have, in fact, you know, I don't know if it's on our site or if it's on YouTube or whatever. We have, you know, a video process where we, we, we actually brought in one of our shirts to a, uh, um, a meat locker one day. And we just asked them, you know, they always wear the big aprons. And we said, hey, let's trade that apron for one of our shirts. And they're like, yeah, we're going to ruin it. And I said, that's what we want. You know, we want you to just beat it to death. And we, we left it there with them, and they used it all day long. We picked it up uh, the very next day, and when we picked it up, it was just basically dried blood from top to bottom. And we, we threw it in a washer, nothing fancy. You know, we didn't do anything special. We did what just what any other consumer would do. They threw it in the washer. It came out, and you cannot tell the difference between that one and the brand new one we pulled out of the box. And we've taken it to shows to show people, uh, you know, it's just, it's phenomenal what blood text will do, you know, what it protects you against. Uh, because, you know, even in the past, you know, with our, with this other line we had with, with Kings, uh, you know, I, I've ruined a lot of my own clothing, you know, from packing out an elk or a deer. You know, you just drip all the blood on you and you go home and maybe sometimes you forget about it and it dries on there and it kind of stains it. Uh, with blood text, you know, that eliminates that. So that's kind of cool that way. And that last two, like you said, that the silver, you only lose 2% after 50 washes. Uh, the blood text? The blood text is going to last. It, the blood text will last virtually the life of the uh, the garment. Okay? okay. So, again, it's been tested after, you know, dozens and dozens of washes. And it loses, you know, the, the blood text will lose about 5% after, you know, about 40 washes. And so, you know, and when I say loses, no one will really be able to tell. That That's done through the labs of saying, hey, you know, the agent has now lost 5% after, you know, you know, three or four dozen washes. Um, so it, it's something that, again, I, I was not interested in having anything that was only good for a few times. There, there's just no interest in that for me. There's a lot of DWR sprays, you know, for, for like water wicking and stuff. You know, it's good. Again, it looks really good day one, and after a few washes, you know, bam, it's gone. It's just completely washed out because it's inexpensive, and yet it's a good marketing tool. Uh, the stuff we have, we have a, a wicking ability on ours that is, it, it's so far, I haven't seen anything come close to it. Um, and, again, it does not wash it. You know, it doesn't wash out. <clears throat> Excuse me. And so, you know, you can pour your water over it. And, it, you know, it's not waterproof. Water wicking does not mean waterproof, but water wicking is a is an incredible process to keep uh you know kind of those little afternoon showers or the snow from just soaking right into you you know immediately it just it beads right off uh so you know these are the kind of things that you know when people look at you know whether they look at uh you know gear you know clothing and they say well i got a t-shirt it works just fine you know i bought it for 20 bucks at the store you know why do i want to spend you know 50 or 60 bucks for for this shirt well you know we look at it as you know uh, there's a lot of technology, you know, that's crammed into every one of our products. And so what we do is we kind of consider it, you know, race ready. And what I mean by race ready is, you know, we're also, you know, we're big into motorsports. You know, we love anything that has a motor on it. And so we're, we're you know, you, when you look at, let's say, like a motorcycle or an ATV or a side-by-side, you, you go by the stock one, and then you have the guys that race. 
and the ones that the guys that race, you know, their machines have all these extra components on it. They have all these aftermarket parts. And what we're doing is we are selling clothing and gear for the hunters that basically already have all the aftermarket parts on it. So that's why we call it race ready. You know, it's it's ready to go just right out of you know right out of the box. It's a great analogy. Yeah. So where um where are your products at? Where where can people our listeners out there where can they find you? Um, you know, are you in stores? Are you just online? Talk, you know, can you give us a rundown of that real quick? Mm-hmm. Yeah, right now, uh, you know, the place to get it is is you know right directly online through us, monstercamo.com. Um, we will probably start doing some stores. Uh, you know, I'm not eager to jump into that right now, to be honest, uh, because, you know, I, I did that for, you know, 20 years, and there's a good side to it and a bad side to it. Um, you know, we, right at this stage, we want to be the people selling it and telling about our product. And sometimes when it gets thrown on the shelf or, you know, somebody that doesn't have any education with it, you know, they, they're not giving it what it needs to be. You know, yeah, somebody just says, yeah, here's a jacket. But Boston they don't know what, you know, really yeah. what it's about. Boston translation, basically, yeah. So, right? Yeah. And, and, there, and these are, and, and definitely, you know, when you're comparing apples to apples, which, again, you know, I can't expect, you know, a, you know, a, you know some, you know, guy that works part-time at some sporting goods store to know and be an expert at our clothing. There's just no way I can expect that. And so I think once we set up our program where we can uh, provide the training, provide the services that they need, I think you'll start seeing in a lot more stores. Um, but, but for right now, we've kind of just held off. You know, we've been asked a lot, but we, uh, you know, we just kind of say not right now. We're not quite ready for that yet. You guys are in Utah. Is that where you're located? We yep, we're, we're dead center, dead center of the bullseye of Utah, uh, right in the heart of the Rocky Mountains. So, nice. uh, you know, our backyard is, uh, you know, we're, we're a mile from a trailhead that we go to virtually every day. We're you know, we're probably 45 minutes from being at uh, 10,000 feet elevation. Um, so we're, you know, our testing ground is about as rugged and as great as you could be. Um, you know, ours ours is not a lab. Our, ours is actually the outdoors. So we uh, we hit it pretty hard. So I'm looking at your monster buck calendar. Are those within about a mile of where you are, too? Or I'm on my <laughs> way, if that's the case, <laughs> just so you know. <laughs> Holy cow. Yeah, the monster counters, you know, that are on the site. You know, the new one, will, uh, we actually just uh, released uh, the titles of those yesterday, um, you know, online. And when I say online, like social media and stuff, um, through an email campaign and stuff. But they will be available. The new ones, the 2018, will be available uh, probably about mid, uh, mid-August or so, mid, you know, maybe the third week in August. Um, but, you know, if you've never seen one, uh, you know, you really ought to take a look at them. They're they're. they're, they're they're quite unique because, you know, we have all the specs and the details of these animals. But when you're looking at, you know, if you're a whitetail fan, uh, when you can look at, we, you know, we've recreated every single, you know, world record that there is, basically. So, you know, things like the Milo Hansen buck, that's been done. You know, the, you know, the non-typical world record uh, has been done. You know, all of these records, you know, and, and famous heads have all been done. And, uh, you know, we did, uh, uh, you know, years ago, back in the, kind of the late 90s, you know, well, maybe 97, I did a print called the Magnificent Seven, and it was seven uh, big mule deer, you know, recreated back on a, you know, on a ridge. And, you know, that print, so we sold over 45,000 of those prints back then. Um, it was, they were everywhere. In fact, we did a, uh, a great big, huge uh, mural for uh, Cabela's at the Kansas City store. Um, so when you go into their, their mule deer museum, you know, before you walked in, right over it used to have 
a Cabell's edition, Magnificent Seven, where we put uh, seven of their biggest heads in their museum, all recreated. So it's it's kind of a I don't know, kind of a cult following, I guess, from the people that have have watched it for years. The calendars are kind of available all over. I mean, you can get those at Cabela's. You can get those. Um, there's a lot of stores that carry those. So the calendars are a little different than than the clothing as far as how we sell them, but obviously they'll be available on our site. How, how do you get those photos? Do you uh, you have a photographer that goes around, or you have people submit them to you, or no? So what what they are is we take uh, so we you know we buy. I mean, I've taken several background pictures before, um, but you know, obviously we. I mean, we go through thousands of pictures to get the right ones each year, and so we buy basically the background pictures, which is going to be you know the the animal in the, you know like a photograph, and then what we do is we go around, we drive around all over the place, um, we, we spend months doing it, taking photographs of people's heads, okay? So we'll go around as somebody's, you know, let's say they killed one last year that's, you know, record book, we'll go to them and take all sorts of pictures of it. We come back, and then we digitally recreate that image, so we basically strip off the antlers that is in the original photograph, we put back on this world-class antler. Uh, so then it looks photographic, you know, right back, you know, it's all recreated. So we're, we're creating photographs that basically are virtually impossible for any photographer to ever capture because to capture world record heads, you know, live in the hoof is really, really almost impossible. Well, that's what I was going to say is because arm, I'm, I'm not shooting that with a, with a camera. Just so you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, it's like it's like our elk this year. You know, we you know our elk average about 418 points. So we've got 460, 450 bulls in our calendar. Okay, now, and these are these are bulls that were killed. You know, on on you know public lands that are, uh, you know, from from hunters that are fortunate enough to kill them. Uh, you know, the mule deer. You know, and what's really fun, honestly, is that we we can take. Animals, we, I, I, I think the oldest animal that's been documented that I've done was about 1897. And it was a, a, a mule deer um, that was found, like, on some Indian reservation. But it was documented to be about 1897. And we recreated that. And so, you know, we can take animals from any time of history uh, and, and put them back into life form. So, you know, like the broder buck, you know, which is the world record non-typical from Canada. You know, I've done that several times. Um, and it's just phenomenal to see, you know, a 350-point mule deer on the hoof, you know, or a 280 or a, I mean, we've done several 300-point whitetails. You know, it's just phenomenal to see that. But these are the ones that are being killed. They're not ranch bucks. You know, they're not fed. They're not steroid. They're, these are, you know, these are, uh, you know, public land. Well, not necessarily public land, but they're, they're definitely not fenced. Let's put it that way. Because we don't put those kind in the counties. Anything that's been fenced or, uh, you know, that's on ranches like that, we don't put in. They all have to be, you know, free-ranging. Nice, nice. We'll have to get you back on uh, to hear some of your hunting stories next time. But uh, yeah, we really appreciate you coming on here, Robert, and uh, you know sharing Monster Camo's story here. So MonsterCamo.com again for everybody listening. You know, go check out their page. And uh, again, Robert, we Robert, we uh, appreciate you being on here. Thank you so much. You bet. You bet. Anytime. You know, I'm glad to do it, and uh, it's a, you know, I appreciate what you guys are doing. Thanks so much for listening to the Bowhunter Planet podcast online at bowhunterplanet.com with your host, Team BHP. Check us out on Facebook at Bowhunter Planet. We'll catch you next time.
Experience the power of 5G with T-Mobile. With faster 5G speeds nationwide, you can upload your favorite videos super fast or game on the go. Plus, T-Mobile has more 5G bars in more places, so you can stay connected to what matters most from almost anywhere. Switch to T-Mobile today, the leader in 5G. T-Mobile has America's largest 5G network, fastest based on median overall combined 5G speeds according to analysis by Oogla of Speed Test Intelligence Data 5G Speeds for Q4 2021. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. You know the old saying, selling like hotcakes? What does that even mean? What is a hotcake anyway? They should change it to selling like Hondas, because right now Hondas are selling faster than ever. Probably because they're so rugged, long-lasting, and fuel-efficient. And if you want one, you should get to your local Honda dealer right away. Check out the eight-passenger pilot, or maybe the adventurous Passport. But you gotta do it fast, because Hondas are selling like, well, Hondas. New models are arriving right now. Don't wait. See your local Honda dealer today.